0: founder of DrBerryPR.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we are going to be talking about a new variant that is on the rise here in this country, BA.2 which is not to be confused with BA.1, which is the original uh, Omicron variant. This is what we're going to c- talk about as a sub-variant, which may be concerning over the next few weeks or so. So I definitely want to kind of give you guys an early update on what to expect. And is this something that we really should be worried about? Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and send us out to five friends and let them know where you heard this from. And this week, we are here to talk about a new sub-variant, stealth variant that may be making some waves here in the near future. But we're hoping and we'll just kind of give you an update on what's going on. So the way I like to do our COVID-related shows, we'll give an update, we'll give out the numbers just in case you're aware or you can almost be able to kind of timestamp yourself. Depending on obviously when this is recorded versus when you actually get to watch this, to kind of figure out how we are doing as far as COVID cases and deaths, right? So, um, again, if you have not caught any of our previous episodes, uh, we don't do much in depth talking about what COVID 19 is and whatnot. I will put a link in uh description to kind of talk about what that aspect is. Um, this is more assuming that you're all cut up to speed and we're just kind of getting a refresher course. Right. So let's talk about uh, some updates as far as where are we doing as far as cases, deaths. Obviously, I like to break down here in the United States as well as worldwide, just so you can kind of get an idea. Um, if you're yeah, if you're not realizing it, number the U.S. is number one on both fronts as far as cases and deaths. So let's kind of give a little break there. So at this moment of time of recording, the U.S. has 79.7 Million cases with about nine hundred and seventy-two thousand deaths. Right, we are likely going to cross uh, the one million death mark probably by summertime, if I had to guess. Especially if you know the this conversation we're going to have today um, comes into fruition and turns out a lot worse than we're expecting worldwide. There's four hundred seventeen million total cases of COVID-19 with about 6.09 million deaths, right? Again, that's in Spain, about two and a half plus years, Uh, over 6 million died, again, 972 here in the United States, right? So just very unfortunate with, you know, what COVID has done. Um, But we are, I I, I dare to say, I almost want to knock on wood, It feels like we're trying to turn a corner, right? When I say we're trying to turn a corner, we're trying to, I guess, free ourselves from this aspect of being in a pandemic. And as a medical professional, public health professional, um, I say this all the time. I saw someone quoted this online where they said like, yeah, you can want to be over with your blood pressure, want to be over with your diabetes, or want to be over with your cancer, but that doesn't mean it's actually over. So for a lot of us on this side, we're like, yeah, yeah we we hear y'all. Like, of course, y'all. Yeah, we know y'all want to get back to whatever your normal is going to be, but that may not be the case, right? So we are just getting over uh, the most recent surge with the Omicron variant, and I was hoping that I did not have to have a conversation like this. As soon as I did, I was hoping that you know the the downwind of the Omicron variant, maybe we'd have a few months, three or four months, to kind of be able to take a deep breath before we start talking about new variants that are creeping up worldwide that are likely going to eventually end up here. But here we are, right? So we are going to be talking about the BA2 variant, better known as the stealth variant. We're going to talk about what that is, how, why is it called that, and what we need to do to kind of be concerned, especially here uh, in the United States. I don't have a lot of United States. I have Fortunately, I got a lot of people worldwide who watch this, but I know I got a lot of my United States followers who watch me or listen to the podcast. So let's talk about um, the uh, BA2 variant. It is a sub variant of the Omicron variant, right? So with the Omicron variant, uh, you can kind of designate that, especially the one that caused, you know, the sheer amount of uh, significant cases across the world as the BA1, right? So that was the more dominant variant. Again, you know, late, early November, late November, that kind of just ramped and ran through, um, you know, fortunately not causing as much damage as in terms of deaths as the Delta variant, but had numbers, you know, cases kind of shooting through the roof, right? But at that time it was just BA1, right? It was the dominant one. And, you know, researchers, they, they're not sure necessarily when the, this BA2 variant first started, Or where it first started, but they believe that it probably kind of, you know, again, kind of in, kind of you know, mature together. But because BA one was so dominant, and I kind of mentioned this aspect of being a stealth variant, um, and we talk about why they call it a stealth variant is because with all variants there is some type of mutation that occurs, something that changes that makes this variant a little bit more different than that variant. And in this case here, we know with the BA2 subvariant that the uh, genetic mutation actually made it much difficult to really kind of pinpoint, like, all right, am I dealing with the BA2 or am I dealing with the delta or am I dealing with Like, so it made it more difficult to kind of test specifically for that, which is why it was kind of dubbed the BA2 variant and not really given its own name. Like, you've seen the other big subvariants have come through. And when it's been significant enough, they like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you your own Greek name. Right. Whereas here, at BA2, we're still just called BA2 because we know we're just kind of recognizing it as a sub variant, a.k.a. Okay, a little brother of the Omicron variant. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you are probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget. Check out our Lunch and Learn community store shop.drberrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So at the time when it first started picking up or when we first started noticing, because like I said, at the time when we we documented, you know, the Omicron variant, aka BA1, that was like late November, December, early November, late December, You know, because it was so dominant, we weren't even really thinking about the BA2. So, but at this time, especially when it started kind of the BA1, the Omicron variant started dipping down. We started noticing that cases started picking up again in certain parts uh, of the world, Europe, especially Denmark, England, and even Hong Kong. Uh, We started seeing a rise in cases. And what we noticed is that the rise in cases weren't due to the BA1 or the Omicron variant. Um, you know, um, you know, I, it, yeah, I'll just call it BA1 for now. It wasn't really due to the BA1 ramp it up again. It was like, oh no, now the little brother BA2 is you know, come to play. So we're, we're, that's what they saw uh, with kind of the newer cases. And in the month of February in the United States, The Omicron, the BA1 variant was still the dominant variant, but the BA2 variant made up of about 8% of cases. Right, I want want us to remember that number, especially when we start talking a little bit later about kind of what's looking like now here in uh, the month of March, uh, obviously, when we're recording this. So, again, we talked about it. There really isn't any area of location where we can say like, all right, it definitely came from this part of the country. Obviously, you know, South Africa uh, was a major focus for the BA1. So we assume that it likely kind of originated from there and just kind of spread like wildfire. And I've kind of mentioned this before, especially here on definitely on the podcast even certain live streams. In the United States, we are very geocentric with our way of thinking like we think all right because we're doing so much better or we everyone's getting you know vaccinated and you know like oh it's it's all good like the pandemic is over but unfortunately because and I I I've, I've, I've said this before understanding that because other countries don't have the resources don't have the vaccines don't have the testing uh, res- even the response like as far my healthcare system to take care of people who are sick you know they they can't really just kind of brush it off. So yeah, we may be doing good, quote unquote good over here, but if other parts of the the world aren't doing as good, eventually it tracks back, which is which oh which is what happened with Delta, which is what happened uh, with the Omicron, which is likely going to happen uh, with this BA two uh, variant. Whereas like yeah, they were looking good over there, like here in the United States, but again, unfortunately, because it's a worldwide issue because the worldwide issue hasn't been taken care of, it eventually kind of tracks this way here. So what do we know, right? Just kind of get an idea. What do we know about this BA2 variant versus kind of the BA1, uh, even the Delta or even the OG uh, you know, COVID-19? So we know that this one is highly transmissible, even more than the BA1. And if, if you've caught some of the recent episodes, again, I will put it in the description so you don't have to like try to, you know, report it to memory, one of the biggest issues with the Omicron variant is that it was more transmissible than the Delta variant, which, again, we know how deadly the Delta variant was, and that was our initial concern. We're like, oh, my God, if we get a variant that spreads faster than the Delta variant, but with the same amount of severity, we are, like, we're already in trouble, but we're going to be in deep, deep, deep trouble, Fortunately for us, with the studies and the numbers, it has shown that, yes, the Omicron variant, it spreads faster, it spreads to other people faster, but fortunately for us, it's not as deadly, right? And I think there's a few different factors kind of associated with it being not as deadly. More, with well, The biggest one is the fact that our abundance of vaccinations, people being boosted, uh, really was able to help qualm Uh, some of the significant waves that were occurring with the Omicron variant. So, yes, a lot of people were getting diagnosed with the Omicron variant, but they weren't getting definitely ill. I had a podcast episode, I think, uh, late, uh, early March, I believe. Yeah, early March, where I talked about how my whole family, except me for some reason, um, was diagnosed with COVID, positive for covid uh, but essentially, we're asymptomatic, like after, you know, my, my my daughter had like a stomach ache, but essentially asymptomatic uh, for the most part. And it was just more, um, you know, issues of kind of having to self-isolate and dealing with that. Make sure you check that episode out. I will definitely put it in the description. But here we have this BA2 variant that's even more transmissible than the BA1. So I already told you that the Omicron variant was much more highly contagious The Delta, and now we're having this the little brother of the Omicron variant, the BA2 version, even being more contagious than the first one. Right? This spells a world of problems, which is why you're seeing in parts of the world England, Denmark, Hong Kong that the cases are back on the rise again. And you're, you're hearing, especially at least, especially in the Hong Kong area, you're seeing restrictions being replaced. Uh, because they're taken off, uh, because they can't handle the shock. Because, And this is the big issue is that, yes, you can have a lot of, especially let's say you have a disease that's less severe. Yes, it can be less severe. And that's a good thing that it's less severe. But if it's less severe, but I'm not only am I now able to, before I may only be able to spread it to like 20 people, but if I can spread it to 2,000 people, that means the percentage I get sick, right, if, if it's 10% of 2,000, right, that's 200 people who can get sick and die versus if it's only 10% of, of 20, right, which is only two. So that's why we have to think about it just in the, in the sheer numbers game, right? So when you see us talk about, you know, how in, important it is uh, to not only be less severe, but not spread as much, especially when we talk about, like, how do you know we're getting to the end of a pandemic, it's when the variants kind of give us those traits. But when you have a variant that gives us a trait that, like, oh yeah, this is way more contagious than the last one, that is a problem. Because of course, what's gonna happen is we're gonna have a lot more people who w- were infected who are gonna get reinfected or were weren't infected before and now are gonna get infected, which happened a lot. Uh, with the Omicron. Like, if you talk, I talked to a lot of my colleagues, you talked to a lot of my friends and family. They tell me that, like, yeah, like, I, I definitely, I, I I thought I was able to get away from it, but it got me. And, and again, that's why we say, like, you always protect yourself, always make sure you're vaccinated and boosted because eventually these things will happen, right? We hope they won't, right? We hope that you won't get to the point where, you know, it, you, you need a significant wave to hit you across the face before you say, like, oh, yeah, you know, I need to take care of myself. Because again, I'm still taking care of patients in my long-term care facilities who are unvaccinated with COVID, who have trachs and pain. I'm still taking care of those plenty. Like that, that occurs. So again, it, it is not something that we can kind of just kind of brush off. And that's what that's what we're seeing here uh, with uh, this uh, BA two variant. Right. So I, I talked about the fact that um, there's already studies in Denmark that talked about uh, the the BA two variant is uh, almost twice as likely. Uh, to spread for people who are in close quarters, like who live with you. Um, in Hong Kong, researchers found that the virus doubled every 1.28 days. And we, we talk about when it comes to getting sick and being ill is that the viral load needs to be a certain number, right? So if the viral load is able to double every, again, almost less than one and a half days, and while it's doubling, you're able to spread it to much more people much more quickly than you did before, it is a recipe for uh, disaster, right? And uh, one of the issues that they kind of noted, right, when they said like, hey, you know, what do we need to think about? Like, why is this happening now? And I kind of gave a little introduction, especially here in the United States, right? Here in the United States, there are a lot of people, there's a lot of, you know, politicians and just regular people who are like ready to like say it's over with, let's wipe our hands with it, let's keep it moving. And in doing so, you're seeing relaxation in mass mandates. You're seeing relax relaxation in testing. You know everyone's getting a test at home sent to them. And again, so that's a again you know, that's a catch twenty two, right? Because before you had an instance where to get tested or you know to find if you had COVID, you had to go to like a, a local pharmacy and get tested, and they would report your positive uh, results, say, hey, yep, this you're positive. This is what you should do. Follow the Department of Health. But now if I'm sending a lot of these tests home, right? And I find out like, yeah, like I'm sitting at home. Now I don't have to worry about necessarily reporting it again to myself. So you're going to get a lot, you're going to get a lot less cases reported because there's a lot less official testing done. Most of the testing is going to be in the comfort of someone's home and then come from there. But like, it's, it's, it's far as, you know, being reported, that's going to be a concern uh, that we're going to have to really, really kind of think about, especially when we think about the newer cases that may rise, especially when the BA2 variant eventually takes over here in the United States. Because it, it always is, right? Like the Delta. Same happened where it was happening in India and eventually took over the United States. The Omicron, it was happening in South Africa and England, eventually took over the United States. So if the pattern holds true, which is likely going to hold true, again, I'm not here to scare nobody, but it's likely going to hold true that if the BA2 variant is taking over Hong Kong, England, then marking those areas if there, it's likely going to take over the United States. But what happens when it takes over, right? Because that's the most important thing. That's why you're, either watching the show, listening to it on the podcast, right? What happens um, if it really causes an issue here? One of the benefits that, again, I kind of mentioned is that here in this country, you know, we have at least have a good job as far as getting treatment options. Our treatment options are definitely there. We have, again, three uh, vaccines that are ready to go. Two of them, FDA approved. That are ready to go at a moment's swim for people who want to be tested, um, who people who want to be protected in cases of severity. So here in the United States, I want to I want to kind of shoot our numbers here. Uh, about sixty-seven, yes, sixty-seven percent of the country is fully vaccinated uh, against COVID nineteen. About sixty-seven percent of the country. So, and we talked. you know, early in the pandemic, man, if we could just get to 70%, if we could just get to 70%, we would get what we consider herd immunity. And then we can, again, lessen the blow, decrease the spread. And and that's why when I see a lot of people now, right. And I I see, of course, you know, I'm on social media all the time, right. So I see a lot of people now will jokingly say like, oh, look, all of a sudden, um, you know, they made y'all get the vaccine and all of a sudden they're pulling their restrictions away. No, like, we're getting closer to that 70% that we've been asking for for the past 2 years and now again the science is saying hey you know what we we may be okay and what we're seeing now at least with the BA2 variant at least for now at the time of this recording is that yes it definitely spreads a lot faster than BA1 for sure and it's likely going to be the more dominant uh you know variant here in this country and i kind of mentioned uh, in February is at eight uh, percent. When they uh, did their numbers in March, is already up to twenty-two percent. So by the time, again, April, May, June, by the time that comes around, it's going to be in the eighties, nineties, which is again, which is which always happened when you had a dominant variant kind of running amok, right? So it will eventually be the dominant strain here. But what we're seeing here, and what you're seeing experts kind of recommend, is that hey, you know what? I do not think it's going to be as severe as Delta. Because honestly, when I when I talk about, especially in th- this two-year span, the amount of people who died and the amount of people we couldn't save during that Delta variant was so disheartening. Like when the patient would go into the hospital and you're just like, oh, I already, especially they end up in the ICU, and you're like, yeah, I don't think this person's going to make it. In your mind, that's what you're thinking. I don't think this person's going to make it with the Delta, right? So the Omicron, yes, we had a lot of people. We still had a lot of six people. We still had a lot of people who still died. But you you almost didn't feel that sense of impending doom as you did with the Delta variant. And what the experts are saying, I know I saw Dr. Fauci and I saw CDC kind of wreck. They're saying that they do not believe, at least at this time, that the severity is going to get much worse. So they, don't, they don't think that the BA2... Severity is going to get much worse, but they do think a lot of people are likely going to um, either be reinfected or test positive for the first time. Because at, at this point, especially when you start getting towards the tail end of you know this pandemic and this you know this severe you know illness kind of cycle, the fact that the the people who are going to be filling the hospitals, like since really which has been the case since the Delta variant are going to be the unvaccinated, right? Like you're not going to be able to necessarily hide from it. Is that saying that only unvaccinated people are going to be in the hospital? Of course not. Because because of these newer variants that are able to replicate in people who are not vaccinated, um, and I don't think people realize that, like when new variants replicate, they're able to replicate because people who are unvaccinated have no protection against it. So because these new variants occur and come around, all of a sudden, you know, the, the vaccines, like let's say you only took uh, one dose of Johnson Johnson or you just took the first two series of the Moderna or Pfizer. All of a sudden, like, you know what, you, you kind of you may need a booster to give that added protection because these variants are ca- causing a muck because that had a friend of mine asked me, you know, you know, should they get boosted, right? Like they, they got their they got the two series, but like, is the boost enough? And I say, yeah. Right. And I, I think, I think the reason why is because the original vaccines were really made for the OG of COVID-19, right? The original big boy strain, but as the Delta and the Omicron and all these subsequent variants uh, continue to kind of spin the block, right? Like as these things continue to grow and, you know, cause a muck, all of a sudden, there's mutations that like, hey, you know, I recognize that, hey, vaccine, I recognize that you were trying to fight against this, but I got a mutation where I don't even have to worry about no, no more. And again, that's that's the fight, right? If you're an organism like the COVID-19 virus, you you're trying to live. So you're trying to do everything you can from a genetic standpoint to live. So that's why again I do recommend you know getting boosted. And honestly, if they told me I needed a fourth booster, I'd be getting a fourth booster, right? Like because I'm just again when when I'm I'm the type that I run into the fire, right? Like, oh, you have COVID patients over there, let me go over there. Or you're having, oh, you're having COVID-related symptoms, let me go over there, right? Most people are running away from this, uh those situations. So they don't necessarily have to think like, oh, they like I, I'm okay, I'm gonna stay away, I'm gonna wear my mask, but um, you get it wearing the mask uh is getting less and less. Again, I'm in the state of Florida. Um, I talked about this on my reposition reacts. Our governor is just a different beast, right? So here in the state of Florida, you would have thought that the pandemic been ended just because of the way government kind of you know played their hand. So again, what the the only again, the only concern that I give, especially for my lunch learning community members, is that yes, we should be thinking about the BA2, especially if you're not vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, again, we have another uh, variant that's coming. It's coming. Like it's, Again, there's no question of if it's going to come to the United States. Again, remember I told you went from 8 to 22% in about a month. So it's already here. So the question becomes, can I afford right not to protect myself in every which way possible and i think the answer is no right like i i want you to live i want you i want you to be here next year and the year after that and the year after that and and i don't want you to have to go through significant medical turmoil because you're, you you don't want to get vaccinated it just i just don't want you to do that so um again that that's just me that's our update if anything you know drastically changes you know how we'll do we'll come back we'll get to talking maybe i'll jump on the live as well too like i said if we have to talk about during real Physician reacts uh we can do it as well just make sure you guys are informed and up to date i am yours truly dr barry pierre i'm gonna see you guys next week thank you for getting to the end of the episode i am yours truly dr barry pierre favorite board-certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today. Again, so appreciative of all you guys' support. See you guys next week.